Welcome back to Not Another Whiskey Podcast. It's Daz here, and today I am joined by the glamorous Amy Burns, the less glamorous Mitch Beshard. Thanks, um, that's all right, mate. That's all right, mate. Thank you. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> um, and we're here to to chat a little bit about blends. Amy is the global brand lead, brand lead on blends, all things blends, and within that sits the wonderful Black Bottle, which is a blend that. Mitch and I are quite quite fond of. And I thought it would be a really, really good opportunity just to dig a little deeper into blends generally and then a little bit deeper, even further into the Black Bottle story. And there is no one better really to speak to than Amy about this, which is fantastic. So Amy, welcome to Not Another Whiskey Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Delighted to be here talking all things blends and Black Bottle. Yeah. So what what's the story with your career so far then how have you ended up looking after blends and and how did you get to where you got where you are right now so um I started my career in marketing agencies and anybody who's worked in that industry in Scotland undoubtedly has ended up working on alcohol clients of some shape or form and I started working on a number of well-known cider and beer brands and also also whiskey brands um, so brands like the Famous Grouse, the Glenrothes, the Macallan. So worked on lots of different single malts, blends. Um, so my future was almost set at that point. And I moved client side, first of all, working on Magner Cider, and then moved on to Savannah, who are also by owned by Distel. Yeah, yeah. Currently own Black big, Water, fan of, big fan of the Savannah Ciders there. Uh, on a warm day, there's, there's not many things better, eh? Absolutely not. Yeah. And it's um it's a similar kind of story for me for Black Bottle. It was especially in the UK, a bit of an underdog and a bit unknown by a lot of people, but like you say, an incredible cider. So it was how I sort of started and I, I had this idea in mind, um, a loose path of getting into premium spirits and whiskey again. And after working on Savannah for about a year, I was asked to move into the single malt and then gin. Um, through Tobermory. So I relaunched the Tobermory Distillery, launched Tobermory Gin and started to work on Black Bottle as well. Nice. And that's where the real kind of love affair started. Uh, anybody that knows Black Bottle talks about Black Bottle, has experienced Black Bottle. Uh, like we've talked about previously, a bit of a cult following. There's a, a real yeah. love for that brand. And I fell in love with it so quickly. It's just incredible. Yeah, I mean, on the on the brand side, and I think Mitch and I have actually talked about this, sometimes marketing can be viewed as a slight negative, you know, from a whiskey consumer's point of view. Yeah. And we, we, we're definitely going to be covering a, an episode later on uh, about that specifically. But I think marketing is really important for blends, right? I mean, how you tell the story, how you get that brand out there, how it shows up when it when it shows up. Absolutely. It'll be really interesting, like just, just generally sort of from your point of view and your expertise and things, how are blends doing generally, just at that kind of top level? Are blends coming back a wee bit? Are we seeing that happening at the moment? What's going on? So um, in working in the global team, you're seeing how they're performing in different markets. And it, it's almost surprising to see the growth. They really are coming back, double-digit growth at a top level across blended scotch. Um, there's still the core key markets like France, like India, um, Central Eastern Europe overall. There's lots of growth coming through. But lows coming through Latin America as well. And we always talk about the, the sexy single malts. Uh, but like we said, the 
The pointy end of the stick, which is blends, is growing brilliantly and it's so exciting to see because there is a bit of a negative perception, did I say it sometimes, some snobbery around blends versus single malt, which I obviously don't agree with, <laughs> but I work across both. So it's not that I think one is better than the other. They just offer different benefits and different things. But I do think that there's a real resurgence for blends, some of which driven by COVID and by lockdown, there was a, a bit of a trend and a pattern around purchase behaviour and starting to buy maybe lower cost, more accessibly priced whiskies because there was no bragging or show and tell because you're not going out. And actually then consumers realising, wow, there's a lot to be had here. There's really good quality that is at a very accessible price point and you're not having to compromise. Can be amazing neat, fantastic mixed. And then there's all these, these opportunities of different types of blends and the different flavour profiles that they can offer. Amy, let me ask you a question. So Black Bottle's always been held in very high regard, right? I mean, I my my example of this is, I remember sitting on a bus going to an event with Charlie McLean one day. And this was way back in my when I first started my whiskey career. And I turned around to him and I was like, you know, what, what bottle would you take to a desert island? He, he actually said it would be Black Bottle. Which at that point I went, holy shit! I need to to look into yeah. Black Bottle a little bit more because at that point I hadn't really uh, thought about it or or even drunk it. So, wh where do you think this comes from? Where do you think this originates from? This this real sort of high regard for the brand. Um, Charlie's definitely a big fan, um, yeah. and have the, had the pleasure of meeting him a few times and chatting to him. And Black Bottle always works into the conversation. He definitely is a uh, one of our most loyal followers, I would say. I think there's there's a number of things that contribute to it. One of them is the heritage piece. 1879, that's when it was established. It's been around for a long time. So there's all that tradition, history, heritage, rich storytelling that can come through that even more so now than in the past, consumers are really enjoying understanding what actually gave birth to these brands and what happened and why. And there's also this real kind of stalwart, unconventionality, resoluteness, grit that comes through a brand like Black Bottle that stood the test of time through wars, recessions, changes of ownership, glass shortages, changes of bottles from black to green, back to black again. And the brand always just managed to stay true to what it is, who it is. For me, a brand like Black Bottle's almost a kind of living, breathing entity. Um, it's almost got a tactility to it, which is just beautiful to, as a marketeer, is incredible to have, but also as a consumer. So I think they engage with it from a heritage point of view. Quality, time after time, we hear played back these messages about surprisingly great quality whiskey. Um, the awards that we've won in the last few years have been overwhelming, if I'm honest. Uh, in the entire time I've worked across the brand, I haven't seen this in the way that we have in the last two to three years. So again, it's that statement of quality that we have, that consistency every time. And also just that process in our storytelling around how we make our whiskey. And we haven't changed parts of it, even when it's maybe been more difficult to do. It's maybe not the traditional way that lots of blends are made. It's not always about going after the, the coin and the profit, 
but actually doing things our way, the way we know makes the best quality whiskey. So that use of virgin oak casks. We talk about single malts and in many businesses, they might be the first pick for getting the best casks. But for Black Bottle, we're so focused on what that cask delivers to our liquid that things like ensuring we have the best quality casks, virgin oak from Kentucky, from Kelvin Cooperage, which we have done for years and years now, those things are what, in my opinion, enables Black Bottle to remain highly regarded, remain at, I won't say the top of its game because I don't want to brag, but remain in a really positive place. Yeah, that's really cool. What 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 exactly do you mean by virgin casks then? So Black Bottle's matured in virgin bourbon barrels initially or or the full full whack or, or they're brought in later on. So there's um, there's two different ways that we use the virgin oak casks. So the the component parts, the ingredients of the blend, use primarily virgin oak casks just through the, the malts that we use. Um, but then in some of our expressions, we also finish in virgin oak casks as well. So you get that extra hit of all the gorgeous flavours that that imparts. Yeah, I, d- I didn't realise that about Black Bottle. I think probably the, the first thing I heard about Black Bottle many years ago um, was that you know, a lot of the malts would, would have come from Isla that were in there. It was it always had that slight influence from Isla. Uh, and that that's something that kind of struck me. And blends have that, don't they? I mean, when you think of uh, I always remember White Mackay, you know, having a having a nice element of sherry coming through. Yeah. You know, famous Grouse was long associated with Glen Turret, McAllen, Highland Park. You know, the owners of the the malt distilleries would often use those as ingredients in their in their blends. And that makes absolute sense. What 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 are the kind of long term relationships with Black Bottle? If there are any that that are always in there, it doesn't matter how much or how little, but that they're kind of mainstays in the blend. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> in typical Black Bottle fashion, we're a, a wee bit cloak and dagger about the recipe itself, quite closely closely guarded secret. Um, but you're absolutely right in terms of the dominance of Isla malts within all of our blends, within all of the expressions. Um, and there's a great story that Brendan McCarran, our master distiller, tells of the great equaliser, as he calls Black Bottle, because when he lived and worked on Isla and played football with in a team with a number of the distillery staff. I heard him um, just on that. I heard he wasn't very good. That, that, that's well, some of the feedback we've had, but he says otherwise naturally. But there's a I guess he's that as well. But we'll uh, we'll let yeah, Brendan pretty... defend himself on another podcast <laughs> with you guys. I, I I love this. Every time Brendan's name comes up on this podcast, we just slag him off. It's, yeah. it's great. <laughs> he deserves it. <laughs> Listen, he loves it. He loves it. Um, but, but he, the way he talks about it is beautiful, and it's this absolute love for Black Bottle, and he the way he speaks about it is a, a who's who of Isla. And so having the best of Isla within our blends meant that that was the dram of choice after a game of football, after training. It meant that nobody could be annoyed at each other because they were drinking a dram from their distillery and not yours. And it meant that this great equaliser quote is something that I just think is really beautiful and definitely underpins the the richness of Black Bottle as a brand. And, And goes back to your previous question about being held in high regard. Those in the know know what's in there. And then um, when Brendan first joined the business, he was quoted as saying the brand he was most excited to work on was Black Bottle yeah. and his absolute excitement and delight at the, as he said, who's who of Isla um, and beyond in terms of the, the other components of the blend. 
there's obviously lots of relationships that one of the things I love about the whiskey industry is the the kind of collegiate way that we all work together the way everybody helps yes there's competitive nature but it's in a really professional and positive way and the reciprocal relationships that we have I just think is incredible and especially then when you take that into the world of blends and you think of these gorgeous whiskies out there that consumers get to enjoy the best of Scotland in there and I think that's something that we should be really proud of within blended scotch it's a great point so let's chat about um, kind of what's going on within the world of blends right now, because there's some interesting stuff. There's some uh, we've seen quite a bit of experimentation come around, especially with the new uh, Scotch Whiskey Association opening up of the type of casks that are being used. What's is there anything you can tell us about Black Bottle that's going on right now? Maybe you guys are uh, bringing out something new or experimenting with something new. Well, you know us, um, <laughs> always experimenting. I think you're right. There's lots happening in blends in general I'm seeing so much in terms of innovation and lots of it is to do with the liquid and the spirit itself different components coming together out of scotch just world blends and bringing together Japanese and scotch together to make a, a world blend um, flavours moderation and of course casks the kind of holy grail in terms of experimentation is those casks and the, the different characteristics and qualities that they themselves impart but even beyond that, the innovation that I'm seeing around collaborations and partnerships and really opening up the category to a younger audience, for me, is very, very exciting. Uh, but for Black Bottle, we are focused very much on the spirit side of it just now. And we have our experimental alchemy series, which is our limited edition range. And we have launched in the last year alchemy series one and two, which is double cask and island smoke. I know you guys have tried and loved them. Yeah. Um, and what we're doing with this overall, the, the whole concept of alchemy series is almost modern day alchemy. So we think back to our founding Graham brothers, the so Gordon Graham and then his two brothers, and what they did with taking their kind of tea blending experience and their notion of flavor, their knowledge of flavor, sourcing of rare and exotic ingredients. It's almost a modern day version of that. And for Brendan and Julianne Fernandez, they're having the best time in doing this and being very experimental. They are pushing boundaries. They are trying and so far haven't failed. If there is a failure, then I'm sure we'll talk about it because at Black Bottle, that's not something we would be afraid of. But we do have two new releases which are coming up and those will be available from October in the UK and they'll be available globally. And that is something that we're seeing, which is incredible for Black Bottle, is this big growth in terms of our global distribution. We're now available across European markets. We've launched into India, into Japan, into China, South Korea. There's loads of traction here. And it is this, these experimental expressions are driving a lot of conversation, as well as our core range. So our Black Bottle original and 10-year-old as well. But we do have these two new number three and number four expressions, um, which are released, as I say, in October. And there's more information will become available um, from September. But I can tell you secretly. <laughs> um, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Drum roll, Mitch. Drum roll. <laughs> I do feel like there should be a drum roll. And I want some sort of like emoji or fireworks yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they are, we're really excited about these. Number three is Andy and Oak. 
So very rare, um, quite untested in the world of whiskey in general. It's been used more for rum, but we think it's also a category first for Scotch whiskey. We've not seen anything else out there that, that has used it yet. Um, and it's just been a, a, an amazing opportunity for Brendan and Julianne to look at. It's a virgin Andean oak. So again, we're continuing the, the themes of the past and the types of cash that we've used. But just looking at what that does to the liquid inside. Um, and I'll, I'll talk more about each individual expression, but I'll just quickly let you know the, the second one, which is, well, number four, which is called Smoke and Dagger. So this one, as you can imagine, super smoky, amazing spirit. Um, in terms of how this compares to island smoke, it's actually, a, I'd say it's heavier peat, but it's actually got a more rounded sweetness to it as well. So it's beautiful. The, the guys have knocked it out of the park. I can't thank Julianne and Brendan enough for their work on this because they really are beautiful, beautiful spirits. But what we want to do with the Alchemy series is really explore the world of smoke and bring consumers in, allow them to step into smoke because it can be quite polarizing mm. and it can be very off-putting to those that don't know peat at all. But there are scales of smoke and what we've done is we purposefully launched two at one time. One has always got a less smoky version. One is more heavily peated. So in this instance, Andean oak is the sweeter, lower peat. It's more around the kind of smoked almond taste rather than a full-on hit of peaty smoke. Then you go into smoke and dagger where what we've actually done there is instead of just having some isla malts in there or some peated malts, we've actually uh, finished the grain in ex lechic casks. So you're getting this double hit of peat, which is just beautiful gorgeous well-rounded but really does have that gorgeous smoky fire that black bottle's known for yeah that's so cool i really look forward to trying them i did the uh i did one of the tastings with charles spence and brendan yeah. last year where we did the sonic seasoning experiments and that was really cool you know where we got the opportunity to try the experiments in the alchemy series but also got to enjoy them with different sounds different colors different ideas that would help um, I guess sort of bend your mind a little bit in terms of how you perceive flavor and Charles Spence was brilliant at that and really bringing that to life I thought it was really really cool and, 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 I, and it really struck me actually it was a great online best online tasting I've been on actually but the, I think that the, the, whole, the whole point of the thing is is to show people that you know whiskeys can be enjoyed in different ways you know blends are not to be overlooked because there's a huge amount of flavor within those which were very obvious in that particular tasting as well. Yeah. Um. And that that audience. So who like who who are we going after? Are we going after already whiskey drinkers? Like who who are we bringing into to whiskey for the first time through these sort of experiments? So it's it's a really good question. Um. And I think first of all, glad you enjoyed taste experiment one. That's always great to hear. I have that as a quote somewhere that you said best online whiskey tasting you've had. So. I'm uh, delighted with that. Yeah, yeah. I think the way we talk about Black Bottle is that it's for anyone, but it's not for everyone because it's okay if some people don't like it. What we don't want to do is shy away from who we are at our core and what our kind of signature style is. But from a broader consumer sense, we're already seeing recruitment from other categories, from other dark spirits. And even when we get into the 
quite analytical side of marketing and looking at what consumers are buying as well. There's single malts in there, there's bourbons, there's rum, there's other blends. So we're really seeing that stretch. And it's all about the flavour and the experience that that can give you. And that's why we provide that overlay of a more sensorial experience and way to enjoy Black Bottle, because it's not enough to just have a beautiful liquid and a, a gorgeous bottle, which we do have both. Yeah. But in order to provide something more for consumers so they can really enjoy it and push themselves, push their own boundaries as to how to experience and enjoy these gorgeous whiskies, that's the next level in terms of taste experiment and what we try to do and how we just encourage people to think differently. We talk a lot about even just not referring to Black Bottle as a blend anymore because consumers aren't necessarily shopping that way. Sure. They're shopping for whiskey. They're shopping for a spirit, something that delivers on taste, on quality, that also gives them something they can provide some theatre with perhaps, a bit of engagement and drama when they're entertaining at home. And that's what we're looking for with Black Bottle and what we're trying to put out there. And so far, it seems to be doing the job with amazing consumer feedback across the range. And as I say, we're starting to see more new consumers come into the brand as well. Amy, how do you drink your Black Bottle? Oh, that's a good, good question. Okay. Well, it depends on the expression, to be fair. <laughs> well, let's go for the let's go for the original. Like, for how, original, I am old school. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Black Bottle original is never to be overlooked. Um, I get extremely excited about Alchemy series and feel very privileged to have launched it because it's been a long time since we've had innovation on the brand. Yeah. So I do get very excited about them. But Black Bottle original and ginger, every time for me, so simple, but it's the spice of the ginger and the beauty of Black Bottle and its signature smoke is that it really holds its character. Mm -hmm. So you get that beautiful spice balanced with smoke and a bit of sweetness and it all just works perfectly together. But I'm always well, uh, original. I go for a mix. Yeah, ginger, ginger, made... we're talking ginger beer, right? Ginger beer. Ginger beer. Ginger yeah, beer is what yeah. people have ginger beer or ginger ale. Take your preference. I go ginger beer. I'll go ginger beer as well. I definitely. I think I think you made Daz thirsty there. I saw him licking his lips like um, oh, I need one um, of them. No, totally. <laughs> so yeah, is, is it too early to have we should have arranged no. to have some ready it's, for this? But anyway. It's not at all. <laughs> a wedding's day is never never too early for a, a I, I saw a thing the other day and it said if someone asked you if it's too early to have a drink, they should not be your friend, which I thought was kind of cool. I am absolutely going to steal that with pride. I honestly couldn't think of anything better than that. <laughs> I'm totally right. using that. <laughs> On the drinking theme, Amy, when you're not drinking whiskey, what are you drinking? Uh, gin. Gin is number two. Um, okay. And Tobermory gin, of course, being my preferred tipple of choice. Um, but I love the experimentation that comes with both. And I think that's what's been really exciting is seeing how consumers are being more experimental with how they consume their um their spirits whether it's neat whether it's mixing together i actually had an incredible cocktail which was a smoky martini which used tobermory gin um, and black bottle which was just incredible it's gorgeous and uh, something that i like to repeat but i can only have one or two martinis they, uh, yeah it's not yeah. good for anyone no <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> No one wins. Big time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and Black Bottle, the good thing about it, and especially with the increased range that we have, there's real quality there, as we know, 
double gold award wins for double cask, island smoke, sweeping trophies left, right and centre. So they're an amazing jam to have neat, absolutely. But like I say, there's a real flexibility in terms of having them mixed. And we do things like um, black bottle penicillin. We're doing something um, coming up with one of the new expressions for um, smoke and dagger, where it's actually a flat white, a smoked flat white. So it's got that kind of creamy coffee smoke. It's beautiful. Nice. So there's lots of experimentation we're doing with cocktails and mixology, but simple highballs, neat, and a more dramatic theatrical cocktail. Black Bottle can do it all. And it's not about being master of all, just a jack of all trades, master of none. It's not that. It's just real flexibility, versatility. And as I keep saying, this strength of character that it holds up no matter what. Yeah. So you, I mean, you're, you're exactly the person to be speaking to about this. Like premiumization is obviously a big thing. And we're seeing that across every category, even though there's a cost of living crisis. And, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things going on in the world, which would tell you maybe it's not always going to be like that. But actually premiumization doesn't seem to slow down. Every year we're seeing these numbers going up. Is there any... Any plans for a slightly older age black bottle down the line or a kind of a rare version of, of a black bottle or is, or is it very much focused on this kind of original 10 and alchemy series? That's the short term focus for us, absolutely. Because um, alchemy series is quite new, we're only one year in and we want to explore where we can go with that. But the joy of working on black bottle and Brendan's own view of smoke everything right up, get those smoke levels up even higher, we're experimenting a lot just now and over the coming months are having a number of sessions on what else can we do. So stay tuned. There's definitely a lot more to come um, and premiumization potentially coming in different ways. Could be through cast, could be through age, could be through other means, but there's definitely scope for Black Bottle. But there's things that will always be there no matter what. And that is always having something on a scale of smoke importance of the wood and what that does to the spirit the quality of the ingredients that goes in there we lose use a lot of bana have and moinia and um, you had kiara on previously talking about the jewel in the crown of bana have and the fact that it's unpeated largely yeah. but we use a lot of the moinia which is the peated version of bana have so we've got these nuggets that we can pull in and do more with so there's definitely some really cool things in the plan but yeah. nothing I can share just oh, yet. Oh no, that that's cool. I can, uh, that's why I'm thinking. It's just a, a, it would be so it'd be so nice to try, a, 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 like an older. I like old yeah. blends anyway, and 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 the reason why is you know with Black Bottle, you, thinking about older smoked Buna Havens, which are very different to the Jags. You've got you know that nuttiness, that lovely salted caramelly quality yeah. that comes through, and if those are in those blends, like later on down the line, I would love to try them. That and just being very selfish here. Uh, and it's more of an ask actually than a question <laughs> no problem listen there'll be taste panels galore we'll make yeah, sure yeah. that we call you as soon as we've got some I'm samples to try <laughs> you'll need to be nice to Brendan otherwise he might not let you come we along we need to stop me. teasing him that's well, right yeah. uh, he's a very handsome yeah. man he's a very handsome man yeah, he is yeah, yeah. 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 he's got great band he's professional <laughs> I, 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 well, I, he's still might he's, there's still time he's a young guy as well yeah <laughs> <laughs> Right, Amy, so you can do a tasting on Black Bottle with a famous person, dead or alive. Who's it going to be? Oh, this is a great question. Do you know Stephen Fry? Oh, nice. Yeah, he's a dude. Yeah. He's just, do you know, he almost is a bit of, he's got a bit of Black Bottle about him. 
He's just very unconventional, does things his way, doesn't matter if you love or hate him, he just is who he is. But smart, it's not about just mainstream, just do things for, mm-hmm. in his world, do things for money or anything like that. It's just about being who he is. But he's just so hilariously funny, brilliantly, intelligently funny. And I just think to sit around a table, have a tasting and a dram with someone like him, I would be in heaven. That would be awesome. That's yeah. a good answer. And Brendan yeah. McCarran, of course. Of course, yeah, Brendan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. What's the best experience you've had so far in this in this role? It has to be the double gold win on double cask. Um, it came out of nowhere. We really didn't expect to win any awards across Black Bottle. It's been we've always maybe won one or two kind of lower level. But we decided to put our limited editions, the Alchemy series, in and won minimum gold in every single award submission we had and then double gold and category winner across both Double Cask and Island Smoke. But that double gold just really did cement the concept that I'd had for a while. I was really passionate about launching innovation for Black Bottle and what it could do to tell more of the story because if you haven't been able to tell already, I am stupidly passionate about this brand. We haven't picked up on that. But there's just, I feel like it's a, a, a kind of rough diamond or just very untapped opportunity for more people to know about it and enjoy it. But without having a range of different expressions to explore smoke and be able to bring people into that world, it's quite difficult. So having that, I suppose, validation that these spirits are doing the right job, that we deliver on quality. And that's really important because it's not about gimmicks, the black bottle never has been and never will be. We take it very seriously in terms of the quality of our liquids. And I'm sure you won't hear any brand ever say any different, but it's going back to your original question about standing the test of time, without that, we wouldn't still be here and we wouldn't be growing the way we're growing. So that was an absolute highlight for me, I have to say. And from a marketing point of view, just launching the new look and feel, we've got a more contemporary look now, which is more reflective of who we are actually as a brand. But seeing all of that come together, it's like these pieces of the puzzle finally have made their way out of the missing boxes and come back and actually made this incredible brand just be more front of mind for consumers. Yeah. And people can keep in touch as well with Black Bottle, can't they, on the website, hear about these experiments as they come through at www.blackbottle.com. And they can also follow you guys on Instagram as well, um, at Black Bottle Whiskey, for the latest releases as they come. Um, and you'll see them on our Instagram as well, at Not Another Whiskey Podcast, where we'll be posting all of our bits and pieces. And I'm sure uh, we'll we'll get a couple of wee tasting notes up as well. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. And, and more information about the next iteration of taste experiment and how we can do more virtual tastings at home and enjoy them in new and unexpected ways uh, in ways that only black bottle can do of course yeah did you see my confused face there Daz? because you actually <laughs> had a load of information about black bottle that you obviously had to hand i'm, I'm, I'm impressed mate <laughs> Keep he's just showing off amy he's wanting yeah. to get on that panel it's working yeah <laughs> Right, Amy. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been great having you. Uh, we know you're very busy, so we really do appreciate you coming on and chatting with us all things Black Bottle. And hope, hopefully you've uh, you've enjoyed it as well. I've had an absolutely brilliant time. So thank you so much for inviting me on. And 
if anyone wants to talk about Black Bottle more, please get in touch. Follow us yeah. on Instagram. Drop us a message. I'm happy to chat about it all day, every day. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, Amy. Amazing insight on the blends as well. So that was uh, that was really cool, really interesting stuff. See you again. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Cheers. Cheers.